Recording live in Westview, New Jersey, it's WNDA, the WandaVision Mental Breakdown Show, where we have a mental breakdown as we break down Wanda's mental breakdown. Oh, wowzers. This is going to be exciting. Oh, yeah. We're talking about episode seven of WandaVision and maybe maybe some other episodes, too. We're just talking about WandaVision. We're just talking about WandaVision. All of it. So buckle up, friends. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. Ooh, baby. WandaVision, WandaVision. Here we go. So we've, we've been loving the show. We've been watching it every week several times. Several times. There have been a couple of ideas to start talking about the show. We guested on Powers of X-Men last week and had a ton of fun. Yes. Just obsessing over the details. And so we're going for it. We're just, we're, this is the road to the multiverse. The road to the multiverse. As we experience these last three episodes of the show. Three or four as there's rumors for another one. I don't know. Oh, you're including episode seven in, in the three. Right. Gotcha. Episode seven. Well, I was just not sure. We were talking about the next two. I'm just really excited to get into it. So there's a lot going through my brain right now, and it's really hard to focus. All right, we'll try. Okay, I'll try. So I really just had a couple of things that I wanted to talk about, and then we can kind of go from there. Great. So if you haven't seen episode seven, if you haven't been watching WandaVision, this is your last chance just get to out get now. out now and stop <laughs> listening. Also, what are you doing? Yeah, what, if you haven't watched it, what are you go watching? watch it. What are you watching that's better? Nothing. Nothing is better. Nothing. I don't, I don't know about that. We started watching Game of Thrones. And it was actually pretty good. We're so late to the Game of We're Thrones so game. We're so late to the game. Hey, but you know who is not late to the game, but is kind of the, the reveal that everyone saw? Yes. Agatha Harkness. It was Agatha all along. We've been bumping to that song all weekend. Such a good song. Such a good song. Shout out to Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez, who are the writers of all the music for the show for WandaVision. They also wrote Frozen's music and I think music for the musical Frozen and some song from Coco. And those two are just on fire. And their music is amazing so shout out to them for the amazing agatha harkness song along with all the other songs in wandavision yeah okay so so about agatha about agatha you know it was a it was a reveal that we all saw coming the internet was speculating before the show even started right and it was almost kind of i mean if you want to talk about how how you felt after watching the episode for the first time. Yeah. After watching episode seven, you know, Justin and I had a conversation and I was like, I think I need to stay off the internet for a little while. or I need to stay off of TikTok, especially because I felt disappointed after the first time we watched the episode. Then after we watched it two more times, I was like, yeah, okay. After the second time, I was like, yeah, let's watch it again immediately right after that. And that wasn't a problem. But I think because I... I'm so deep in all the theories and speculations that everything that happened in the episode, I kind of felt like, duh, I already knew this. And it wasn't really a reveal, but it actually was. And yep. it was awesome. And I'm sorry for being so bitter after the first watch because I was really upset. Even the conversation where Jimmy and Monica are talking about figuring out about Project Cataract and 
The, the plan for vision. I was like, yeah, yeah duh. We broke that down in episode six. Yeah, y'all. we already knew that. We, we <laughs> screen recorded and, and stopped the, the tape so we could zoom in and look at the file names. When they were like, someone should tell Wanda, I was like, someone should tell you. We already knew. <laughs> but yes, I was a little disappointed. But when you really go back and watch it and you just watch the slow creep into the basement and you know like something's coming mm. and then it happens it's really amazing and what i had started to think about and what i think is really interesting is why now why mm. has agatha started to reveal herself now and i think and it kind of ties back to what we were talking about in episode six agatha has pushed the boundaries of this hex she did it by sending vision out into yeah. the area where the sword team was. She knew that that would cause something bad happening to him. She knew that Wanda would react. And now the hex has expanded further beyond her control. She's losing control in her home when she's relaxing. Normally, when she loses control of her powers, it's at great deals of stress. Right? Yeah, like when she was pregnant. And now it's just happening at all times. See, I don't know if Ag- Agnes Agatha is doing it with malicious intent i feel like she's she's trying to help wanda and she's trying to she's trying to expose what's going on because you know exactly what you said about okay she led vision out there but did she lead vision out there so that vision could see that there wasn't out there and we obviously know that she's somehow manipulating controlling created pietro but all pietro did was point out flaws in the system Mm. and pose questions to Wanda to make her think more about them and so there's a part of me that thinks that Agnes is she's involved but she wants Wanda to know what's up like she wants there to be awareness that Wanda's not the one completely in control I don't know I I see especially how she then took control of Wanda with her magic at the end well, you don't know if she took control or she was just like, let me show you something. Uh, sure, yeah. She she is now, she now ha- holds power over Wanda, whichever yes. whichever it is, whether it's to manipulate, I think it's to, to further her goal or to further the means of what she and potentially others are working towards. Because I don't think Wanda and Agatha are the only witches. I don't think that they're only magical people in Westview. Oh, interesting. You think it's a bunch of magical people? I think that there are a handful of people. And I think that the intent to expand that hex was a a purposeful intent. Oh, so, okay. So you saying that, um, I saw something on TikTok, shock, shocking. I saw something on TikTok where someone was talking about the mail carrier and how he appears in... A few various moments in the show he's in there three times and he's always around Agatha and Wanda and in the third time you see that his shirt says presto and he has a rabbit on his hat and this person was saying oh I think that he might be Nicholas Nicholas Scratch. Scratch who is Agatha's son so then I did a little like searching on Nicholas Scratch and there's a storyline in the comics where he goes to live in a community that is all magical people Mm -hmm. like and so that's interesting yeah so I think that this is that a play on potentially New Salem which is the the story that you're talking about I don't know I'm not sold that that is 
Nicholas Scratch, I think that that's a little bit of a stretch on on specifically naming that character based on nothing else other than just some magical right. Uh, and I mean, if anyone's going to be Nicholas Scratch, it's going to be Senior Scratchy. Scratchy. Right. His so the mailman and Dottie's reactions to Wanda v Monica on the front lawn. Yes. Like Dottie perked up. There yeah. was no fear, no like. She was like, "What's happening over there?" Let me see some more of that witch action. Because... Same thing when when uh, the radio was going mm-hmm. and and Jimmy was trying to talk to Wanda. Dottie didn't like freak out at all. Mm-hmm. She was just like, "Hmm, let me keep my composure here. So I, Something's I think, happening." I think that there is a group of magical beings involved in some plot. That is the the long term goal of having the children be created for the children, right? You for had that, the children. That episode, what was that? Episode three, episode two. I think it was episode two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sixties. Just that that drone, that drone response of for the children. Like this is their goal. This is their overall goal, and they're working for or with someone in the background. Who? We were talking about this last night. I, we were talking about it last week too. I still, I think it's Dormammu. I think it has some connection to Dormammu. You have, yeah, sure. Mephisto is specifically the guy that you're labeling mm-hmm. in the comic. I think that there are definitely allusions to Mephisto, but you want to talk about a big bad guy who has interdimensional abilities that whose mm-hmm. main goal is to overtake all the dimensions, all the realities who has been thwarted when his first attempt, you know, this could be building another hole, another entryway for Domamu to come to mm-hmm. our reality. And he already exists in the MCU. So that's something that we were talking about is that there are definite ties or Easter eggs that hint towards Mephisto. But if the MCU has already established Dormammu and they've already established Dormammu as a villain in Doctor Strange and we know that this ties into the next Doctor Strange movie, it just makes sense. And Dormammu, I was um, talking to a friend about this, how Dormammu just kind of appears at the end of the Doctor Strange movies the same way that Thanos just kind of appears in an end credit scene and it's like a slow build up to him being a big bad. That's sort of a a similar like, we're going to give you a taste of this guy and you're not really sure what's going to happen and then he's going to come back. Because Dormammu was the big threat in the background of Doctor Strange. Right. Celius was the big bad, right? Right. Who was being manipulated for potential access to dark dimension magic. Dark dimension magic that appears through Dormammu as purple magic. Purple magic is also Agatha's magic color. Yeah. But I will say as a fan, okay, not me, because obviously y'all know I didn't really read the comics before and now I just rely on everyone else's comic knowledge to give me um, this inside information. But, you know, people are saying, okay, Mephisto first appeared in the comics as a fly. And I will say, if it is going to be Dormammu and they are going to be dropping things like doing a huge zoom in on a fly, like, that's just messed up. That's just wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, don't give people that little bit of hope that it's like, I know he first appeared as a fly and there's a fly and why are you zooming in on a fly if it's not Mephisto? But we have known the MCU to kind of tweak Mm storylines to fit characters that they need them to fit so they still pull from the inspiration of other things. So who knows, maybe Dormammu is the fly. I don't know. What else is there to talk about from episode seven? (laughs) There's so much. Let's uh, talk about that little radio show that you happened to 
kind of cue us into so on the, the beginning. the broadcast has stopped, according to Hayward, right? On the outside. Or the has hex. it? Or has it, right? Or is it just broadcasting internally? Has the expanded hex barrier enveloped? Or I think you were looking at something about how... The oh, yeah, how types the, of- the types of uh, transmission change around like 2009, which is around when Modern Family came on air, which is basically Modern Family in the office. And what were you saying? A little bit of Arrested, arrested Development. Arrested Development. I was getting crazy Arrested Development vibes throughout this. And you think about trapped in a house, trapped in it's an so environment. It's so good. The, the music especially was cueing me into Arrested Development vibes. Just go back and watch all of the Vision and Darcy stuff and yeah, you'll be like, oh, they're in Arrested Development. But anyway, the the signal, the my type of signal. Michael. <laughs> Job. The, the type of signal, signal that is needed to produce the television shows or whatnot changes in 2009. And so if Hayward is still trying to use the old system of finding this the way that Darcy was using like an old TV you know one that's not flat then he's not going to be able to access it however it was pointed out that there are some subtitles at the beginning of the episode when Wanda is in the kitchen and there's the subtitles of a radio station and everyone was like you can't hear it you can't hear it but there's these subtitles why is it there and then Justin and I went back and rewatched, and if you, you actually really listen, you can hear it. It's so, so soft. We had the volume on our TV up like max and you can still barely hear it. But there is definitely a radio station playing in the background. WNDA. Yeah. And you know what? Actually, maybe it's not a radio station. Maybe it's the TV from the living room. That's what I was saying. Yeah, that I think that it was the TV from the living room as they were fighting over because... Didn't Wanda change it to the weather before going? I I think that was after when she yeah. came back. But yes, she does change the station. And here's the thing. So the, the messaging of that is talking about, it's basically like classic quote unquote WandaVision rewrite. It's talking about like, oh, your little ghosts come home safe from mm. Halloween and just eat all the candy. And there's nothing heavy weighing on your conscience and all this stuff. It's just basically trying to wash away what what's happening, what happened the last episode and the other thing that's really interesting to me is and maybe this is just because i'm cuckoo bananas or cuckoo for cocoa puffs as agnes would say but i there are moments throughout the show where there's tv playing and they pick and choose which parts of the tv they're going to subtitle because of course we then watch the entire episode with subtitles Mm -hmm. so some of it just says like indistinguishable tv chatter and then other moments they really pull out the dialogue. Mom, peanut butter and jelly again. And peanut butter and jelly is, is what, what the kids are eating. eating right. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. And, and obviously, Senor Scratchy would be watching a show about jumping. That's all that they're saying. Yeah. He's a, he's a bunny rabbit. Yo he, Gabba Gabba. They're just chanting jump, 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 jump. It's crazy. And then I was like looking back through all my other notes and um, I was taking notes on what Monica was saying to Wanda when they were talking and she was talking about her temp job and she was like I was throwing everything I had at him just jumping out of out of nowhere and I was like that's interesting like that's a weird phrase to use maybe it means nothing maybe you're crazy Alicia maybe you're diving too far but the other line that they pull out is when they're outside or it's like about to go into the house someone on the tv says hey Sammy and I'm like that's weird why did we hear hey Sammy who's Sammy when we hear hey Sammy when we're furthest away from the tv and as he gets closer to the TV, it says indistinguishable. Right. 
Yeah. Why? Why did you pull that out? I've always thought that, and especially the types of lines that we see when Darcy and team are watching WandaVision, that those are being curated. Those are being called out specifically, that there's messages through mm. those shows. The I think in episode five or six where... They're specifically pulling out the fact that Pietro was recast. Mm-hmm. They're specifically calling out those things I feel like are intentional. Those things that are getting pulled out from mm-hmm. those lines of dialogue. The pieces of information that were being shown multiple times, I feel like are intentional. Yeah, for sure. So everything is intentional. Wanda wasn't our only superhero or superpowered character the other yes. reveal that was kind of everybody knew it was going to happen or at least <laughs> people thought were going to happen was that monica rambo really started to display superpowers really started to yes. to show us potentially photon abilities yeah and what's really cool is you know when we watch it and we watched it with the subtitles, I was really able to flesh out what those little flashback voices were saying. Mm-hmm. And it's all this story of how her mom is saying she has to leave to go somewhere and she doesn't want to leave her. And Monica's like, no, mom, it's okay. Like, you got to do it. And then she's like, maybe I'll fly up halfway and meet you. And then Nick Fury is like, not unless you get, you can glow like your Aunt Carol. And obviously like, is any of that real? Like, have we heard that conversation before? No, I don't believe No, so that's like information that has happened in the in-between. And then it goes back to to a quote that we have heard where Carol Danvers says, when they were giving out kids, your mom got lucky because she got the toughest one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she just boom, transforms. I will say, <laughs> I love to point out continuity flaws. And oh, yeah. I know you have to have the most fabulous hair when you're about to make your big superhero transformation. But Monica's got her helmet in her hand and she's got that other little helmet thing on. And it's like, pressing down her hair and it's buckled over her chin and then she drops her helmet and she starts running and then her hair is beautifully blowing in the wind as she runs through the hex and it's like yo when did that happen though like when did that happen and that really has nothing to do with anything except me wanting to point out things that i catch in continuity yeah the thing that i thought was really interesting about her transformation is goes back to what we were talking about with last week and and the rumors of how this leads us to mutants, how this mm-hmm. starts the conversation of mutants. And I still am on the train of these are not mutants. These are mutates. Yes. Right? Monica Rambo, Photon, whatever you want to call her, she's gone by a handful of aliases. She is a mutate. She has been affected by energies that have transformed her molecular structure even in the comics so these mutants are naturally occurring they are Mm -hmm. born they're born that way mutates are people that were experimented on or that had their powers come from an outside source and technically awakened powers that were inside of them and technically in the mcu wanda is a mutate as well right yeah because she was experimented on in hydra to to become what she is now even though in the comics she should be a mutant even though they're saying that she's not. <sighs> she is the daughter of Magneto. She is the daughter of Magneto. Oh, on that note, when Wanda is singing in the, what episode is it that the twins are born? Four, three or four. And she's singing to them. And then she's singing in Sokovian. And it was, I found a translation of the song that was, so there's a translation of the song and she's talking about like a new day 
coming and the sun warming them when they wake up and this whole idea. Now, this is like a stretch, but in X-Men Apocalypse movie, Magneto is singing to his daughter and he is singing in a different language because obviously Sokovian is a language that is made up by the MCU, but he's singing and he's also singing about the sun rising on his daughter in the morning and like the sun changing things for her. And he says, she says, Papa, where did you learn this song? And he said, my parents sang it to me. And one day you'll sing it to your children. And it's just like, even if that means nothing and it's just like a fun little nod for fans, I just love that moment. And I I mean, obviously I still want the huge cameo at the end to be Magneto, but who knows? Who knows? Who knows at this point? I so, mean, honestly, I part of me doesn't want to speculate too, too much on who it is because I don't want to have another feeling like I had after the last episode. Like, I don't want to be let down by a show that's so awesome because I've filled my brain with all these things that I expect it to be. Well, speaking of the hype around and speculation of and our initial reaction to the aerospace engineer, right? Not only in world did they talk about this a couple mm-hmm. of episodes in a row, but it was all over the internet. It's got to be this person or this person or this person. And then it turns out it's a big nothing. Or is it? Or is it? Or is it? So we're watching the episode and I'm like, what is that emblem on her jacket and on her hat? Like, what is that? So then I look closer and that emblem is almost identical to the starish image that is part of Captain Marvel's um you know, logo, emblem, whatever you want to call it. And she does say, you know, Monica says to her, thank you so much for for being here. My mom would really appreciate it. And she's like, oh, your mom's not the only one we're loyal to. And you might take that as like, we're also loyal to you, Monica, but also we might be loyal to Carol Danvers. And what if the big reveal is because she's a Skrull and she's not... You don't see her as anything right now because you just see her as Major Goodner. But she's actually a Skrull and maybe all of them are Skrulls. Or maybe there's a connection to the Skrulls and that's where the big tie-in comes from. Maybe. I don't know. I was so excited when I saw that emblem and then I started looking it up and I was like, oh snap, that's totally it. It's totally it. And her uniform says U.S. Air Force on it. The thing that they've created is all from sword tech and it has sword logos and stuff all over it. So maybe at first glance, you would just think these people also work for sword. But if you look at her uniform, she's she works for the Air Force, Mm -hmm. which is where Carol worked. So I'm just saying. And we don't know anything about this team. We don't know where they came from. We don't know. They're just a contact of Monica. Yeah, because they're not operating under anything that Hayward knows about at all. They don't have any sword insignia on their on their uniforms. No. Last big thing that I really wanted to talk about. And, you know, maybe we can talk about some other stuff afterwards. But the commercial. Oh, the commercial. Right. So this idea of Nexus. And a nexus being. Yes. And the nexus of all realities. This has been the most on the nose for multiverse signaling of Mm -hmm. all the ads. Wanda and Vision actually are referred to as nexus beings in the comics. These These are characters who have great potential to change the effects of the reality that they're in or all of reality. And, you know, you're talking about the set up the the penultimate MCU content before Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm. talking about some potential interdimensional bad guy I in this this is again why I think Wanda is now under the control of this witch's cabal 
that is mm. trying to do something in service of a larger magical force. Yes. Yeah, totally. Also, in the background, I mean, they talk about asking your doctor and they don't say, ask your doctor if it's okay to take this. They say, ask your doctor if, like, for approval to move on with your life, to take the next step in your life, to enter the next phase of your life, which may be being this nexus being and stepping into that role, which is interesting. Mm. And in the background where the doctor is standing, there's all those vitamins on the back and one of the vitamins says multi and they have it changed. They have it twisted so you can't see it says multivitamin. It just says multi, Mm. a.k.a. multiverse. A.K.A. I want to also go back and look at all of the commercials and what scene happens right before them because I think there's a direct connection. Like in this one, Wanda's saying, I'm fine, I'm fine, everything's fine. And then it goes to this commercial about being depressed and wanting to, you know, change your reality to get what you want. And the commercial with the shark and people being frozen in time. Yo, magic comes right after the scene with all of the people who are frozen and so I just wonder like what comes right before and if the commercials are directly tied into the scene right before them to give you some more clue as to what they mean because we know a lot of the beginning ones were references to trauma in Wanda's life but how does that connect to the scene and how does that connect to how she's relating to them and why are there commercials like what is the commercial is the commercial like benefit is it is it for our benefit or is it like a like a subconscious moment trying to make sense of what's happening you know it's like how how do we why do we shift to this commercial where why does that happen why are there commercials in wandavision whoever's quote-unquote writing or broadcasting wandavision watching interdimensional television perhaps oh my god rick and morty interdimensional television yeah i don't know the other big question that I had while watching it, so we get the reveal that it's Agnes. We also get the reveal that she is the person that was behind the camera. Ugh, and I knew it. I knew it. And so my question is, who is behind the camera for Vision's crew? Ooh. Because we never get a reveal on that. But we see him bump into the boom mic as he gets up and gets frustrated. We know mm. that there's some kind of film crew. It's also just the interesting correlation between what he's realizing in those interviews and what's happening real time in the scene yeah and that's, that's just interesting some, some cross editing but at the same time is that another one of the witches or warlocks that are trying to manipulate another one of the magical beings mm-hmm. interesting yeah and i'm just saying i knew it because when i mean it's definitely like they've taken her voice a step down but there's just a there's like a tone or an inflection in the way that she speaks that when she said maybe do you think maybe it's because you deserve it when she said it I was like mm, is that Agnes's voice like I knew it and then they went back and showed it and I was so excited I was so hyped I was like yes called it the other interesting thing that Agnes brings up is she talks about boundaries and for me that was like hmm, what because she comes to take the kids and Wanda's like, oh, Agnes, thank you so much. Is there anything I can do for you? And she's like, oh, I have this mole on my back. It's like, what? Like, why? Where does no. that come from? Witches have moles. Okay, that could be. But she then she's like, ah, yes, boundaries. I understand. They're important. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting that like the hex is a boundary. And so mm, does that mean anything? 
I also thought it was interesting. So we were talking about Senor Scratchy. Mm-hmm. He's in the cage. Yes. But when Agnes goes downstairs for the reveal, she makes deliberate choice to go from the kitchen to get Senor Scratchy. Yes. Take him out of the cage and bring him with her. Why? Because he needs to be involved in whatever's going he's, on. He's either a player or he's under her control. Yeah. That basement has so many things. All oh, those icons on the well, walls. Yeah, like the icons on the walls. The there's skulls in the... There's skulls in the cases. There's something else in a case that's far away that I'm like, what is that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's devil faces mm-hmm. on the, um, like the columns, carved into the columns. And then when she first goes down the stairs, there's this tarp hanging. And I did freeze it. And I was like, okay, maybe it's just like a splattering of paint or something and it's not anything. But when you watch it in real time as she walks past it, it looks like an image of a girl with dark hair like screaming and trying to step out of this like big red like bubble or fuzz or I don't know, cloud of some sort. And I was like, what is that? What is that? Like, it's just something like that, like a tarp. Like, why is there a tarp there? And why does it look like it have, has an image if it's not intentional in some way? Mm. Everything just seems to be intentional. Everything. And that book. A lot of people are talking about... The dark hold. Dark. Well, that and and just in Doctor Strange, there's like all those books, is, books and they're in hexes. Mm-hmm. And there's one missing. Mm. And so people are saying that it's that book could be the one that is missing from there i don't know why people seem to think that it's specifically the dark hold i i don't know if there's been any i heard that there's that in some i think it's in a comic or in some storyline that wanda taps into that book to understand how to use dark magic like she reads it at some point maybe that's not true but i think that i heard that somewhere i don't know there's a lot going on there's a lot of so much going on I just like lastly, I really want to talk about Elizabeth Olsen because especially in this episode, we love Modern Family and I've watched so many Modern Family episodes that the character of Claire, I understand Claire's mannerisms. You are Claire. What are you talking about? I am Phil. Okay. So anyway, (laughs) I understand Claire and I, I... was watching this episode and especially like you know once once I'd watched it for the first time then watching it again just looking at every little choice that Elizabeth Olsen makes from the way she moves her hands to the way she speaks to her little like little uncomfortable laugh that she does when she's in this modern family world she is nailing Claire Dunphy. Like she is killing it. And on top of that, she's also being Wanda. And she's she's going through all the things that Wanda is going through. And she's feeling all the things that Wanda's feeling. And she's figuring it out in this world. So as an actor, I just feel like, I know people have said it, but I just want to talk about how amazing Elizabeth Olsen is to be able to be running through all these different time periods And I'm sure if you go back and look at the other shows that it's each episode is, you know, modeled after, you'll find ways that she is implementing characteristics of those characters into her work. But just knowing Claire so well and being so familiar with that character and then watching Elizabeth Olsen, it's just, it's amazing. My mind was blown. I was like, she is Claire Dunphy. Like she is doing it. 
but she's especially, also Wanda Maximoff. Especially with the awareness of the occasional slip back into her Sokovian accent. Oh, yeah, when she's uh, fighting with Monica. Just juggling a lot of personalities or potential ideas of who she is in this show. Yeah, Ugh, so many things. There's a lot going on. I mean, WandaVision is a dark, dark hole of Easter eggs and craziness, and we could probably talk about it all day. But like I said, I don't want to get too deep into it because I want to still be enjoying it, enjoying it, right? And surprised by it. And I'm curious, you know, we have two more episodes after this. Yes, two predictions. What do you got? What are your thoughts coming up? The, the next two episodes are going to be bonkers. They're going to be insane, <laughs> right? So bonkers. I feel like this one was confirming or pseudo confirming some of the things that we already quote unquote knew, mm-hmm. setting us up to just go for you know final hour of Endgame. Let's go. Let's go. Because now I don't think she's the big bad, but a bad has been introduced. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm curious. So I'm, I I don't know who it is. I've said who I think it's going to be. Dormammu. Dormammu. Yes. I'm unsure what else could be out there. I know. I just, God, it's crazy. It's crazy. And then, you know, you think about. Yeah, go ahead. The other thing. So we rewatched the ending of Doctor Strange last night yes, afterwards just yes. to see how Dormammu was left. So Doctor Strange has come to bargain. He's used the time stone to secure Dormammu into this point of stasis. They've made this agreement, but now there's been some disruption on the Infinity Stone. Mm-hmm. What's changed between the ending of Doctor Strange and now WandaVision is... In one reality, the Infinity Stones were destroyed by Thanos. Mm-hmm. In another reality, they were displaced and causing some other time streams. There is some questionable oh, reality because protection. The, the agreement was that if Doctor Strange undid the time loop, so him and Dormammu did not have to continue to be in this loop, that Dormammu would leave Earth and never come back. Yeah. And they have this conversation and he says, this is the agreement. And then it just shifts right to Doctor Strange coming back. And that's that's the end. He comes he comes back to the reality on Earth and Dormammu and all of them go away. But you don't see like where Dormammu goes. You don't hear him actually agree to the to the terms. So who who knows? It's very open ended of what could be next. And he's just been sitting in the dark dimension, the dimension that he is the ruler of a dimension that is also often referred to as a hell dimension Mm -hmm. plotting his next move. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. And as far as like the big cameo coming up, they've said, right, that it's someone we haven't seen before. I think I've heard that, that it's it's a cameo, but it's someone you haven't seen in the universe before. So, I mean, I don't know. I just, it's going to be very exciting to see. And then I was complaining that Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness doesn't come out until 2022. And Justin was like, yeah, but if you saw a Marvel movie, you'd still have to wait a year to see the next one. And I was like, that's true, Infinity I guess. <laughs> oh, my God hysterical oh infinity war to end game that was a difficult year of my life <laughs> well we're gonna be re-watching and, and breaking down and thinking about the last two episodes as they continue to come out we want to know what you all think yeah are you into it 
are you being driven crazy or did you bail after episode two because you're like this is too slow what is this sitcom nonsense i hope you didn't i hope you stuck it out if you did you know whatever just go back and watch it now just go back and watch it now there's still time is there still time and if you did why are you listening to this episode yes spoiled you ruined it until next time old friend charles what's going on with wanda Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 